Welcome in. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast here on BearcatJournal.com. I'm Chad Brendel, and guess what? Dave Simone is, is MIA for the weekend. He is in Nashville with some friends enjoying the NFL draft weekend. Dave is maybe the biggest draft junkie I, I've ever met in my entire life. So uh, he is out of town, and, and with Dave gone, I figured what better time than to get a visit from our old friend, Justin Berg. Berg, it's been uh, a busy couple weeks since you've uh, last joined us on this podcast. I figured this would be a good time to uh, let the the musings of Berg uh, unleash on the people. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for having me on, Mr. Brendel, radio host extraordinaire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last time we talked, there was uh, a new coach hired that evening. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, you were okay. on for the emergency pod. And it was a name that I w- was not anywhere near the radar, was not near on, on my radar, Mr. Wes Miller, until the last two hours before it was announced, which kind of made it cool. because You should have been people... reading Bearcat Journal more. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But, I, but, but I mean, the best part about it was that none of the other candidates I was that excited about. And then they said, Wes Miller was like, hmm, Wes Miller looked him up. Yeah, okay. I'm actually excited about this guy. So it was a nice surprise. <clears throat> and then a lot of things have happened since. But when, but when that happened and it closed the door on the uh, previous era, which the door will remain closed, and will continue to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> So, so there are a few holdovers yeah. from it. Um, no, wait, let me ask you this to start off. Um, haven't heard a lot about David DeJulius. Haven't heard much out of him, from him. I assume he's still there doing it. Yeah, I mean, he, he has not entered the transfer portal until otherwise. He is, uh, he is part until, you know, the, there's evidence to the contrary. He is, he okay. is in. Um, I know he's working uh, locally, maybe for uh someone who sponsors this show so he's in town for the the spring and summer and got a job and I, it would seem like at least you know as things currently stand uh he's he's in the fold oh he needed i didn't why didn't you tell me he needed a job true <clears throat> true i mean if he I, wanted to build the, build those muscles up a little bit get a little tougher going to the hole I, I might, if, if that's a real thing, like I could probably get you a couple guys for some work. Them. Okay. Definitely take them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's good to know because as it's been known, I have, a, I have a bit of an affinity for David DeJulius, even though he you shot do. under 20% from three. And he doesn't dunk. Does not, but he's got a sweet like, floater. Yeah. I just he he doesn't match your normal criteria. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes you got to mix it up a little bit. Criteria subject to t- to change. Uh, leadership is there and um, knows how to play is there. And I like a lot of guys that know how to play. It seems like the roster is heading in that direction. So right now, DeJulius, Lockin, Davenport, and Adams Woods. Uh, have have remained. 
Oh, Mike so wait. Saunders. What? Yes. So uh, Lockin. Hold on. Hold on. I got to cut you off. I have not heard one word about Lockin since this whole thing. What so, do we got? So he met with Wes the first day, like Thursday, when he first flew into town. Um, and then the next day he flew back to Russia, which was scheduled. I mean, that was, okay. you know, guys, okay. guys, guys were, you know, the, the, the semester had ended. Guys were done with their finals. They were all basically free to go home until uh, things start back in, in June. And, you know, he hadn't seen his parents for a year or so and uh, headed back on a flight that was prearranged, headed back to Russia. So there's not much to know on him. Okay. Unless you're in Moscow or wherever the heck he hails from. Uh, I don't think it was Moscow. In Mother Russia. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I know, I know. St. Petersburg, I'm sure he's, Moscow. I'm sure, he's been to, I'm sure he's been to Moscow. Well, he played with uh, Chesko, which <clears throat> is the number one Russian team, which I believe is in Moscow. Okay. And, and reports are that he can cream. Is that correct? Yes, he can shoot. Okay. Okay. But I mean, that's another, that one's, that one's a tough spot for Wes. I know uh, Wes Miller has scouted Victor Locken before in Europe at the uh, FIBA championships. So he's seen him, but as a new coach that taking a guy that, that hasn't practiced in a year when right now, like that spot is pretty damn important right now on the roster. Front court. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're going to want to know what you've got. So it'll be interesting if he gets back right as, you know, workouts start in June, then coach will at least maybe get a little time with him before they both have to like make a final decision on, on where things are going to be on that one. But you know, for now, those, those four are in Mike Saunders and Mason Madsen are back. Mason Madsen, Mason Madsen. Yeah. Mason Madsen who showed the ability to cream, uh, but only ended up at 32% from three. So let's not get too carried away. He didn't, I don't, I, think mean, any, not, I don't think anybody's carried away. Other than I was at some point. I mean, <coughs> he took some bad ones. Right. But his like his mechanics and his catch and shoot and the quickness with where he can catch from a side, like a pass from the side and get squared up with his mm-hmm. feet ready, uh, like that real long one he hit against Houston. Um, very nice to see. I like those kind of guys. I, and, and that's why, uh, you know, Percentages can be deceiving. We've seen it before. We've seen guys like Jacob Evans was around 40 a sophomore year and other years he was in the low thirties. And I mean, he's a good shooter. Just, yeah, you know, sometimes it doesn't add up, but okay. So, so those six are back. Yes. And those were, they all played for the Cincinnati Bearcats last year, other than Victor Lockett. He, he was, he was just, he was just, he was just there being there and, no one knows. <laughs> is he an agent, like double agent? Like, what is this guy? <laughs> I mean, he, he came over and had a knee injury that they didn't, you know, he started, he started working out and kept complaining about his knee. And when they looked at it, I guess it was a lot worse than anticipated. And uh, he got to do some workouts, but he was never fully returned to, to live contact practice. So did he Justin Williams since he got here, did Justin Williams ever write one article about him? Well, I mean, he was never made he, available to us. I don't. I know, but that doesn't mean you can't write an article about him. I mean, 
what are you gonna say yeah. if you can't talk to the kid? You got to get quotes. You got. I mean, I don't know. You start calling Russia. Come on, Justin Williams, where are you at? <laughs> I, I mean, how, how how is that not something you're curious about? Come on, dude. And you can take that. I mean, you've got his number. You can take it up with Justin. Yeah, I, sh- I, w- I got I enough shall. people trying to pit me and Justin against each other these days. Now look, now you know the guys. The guys, a phenomenal writer, probably the best writer ever to cover the Bearcats, in my estimation. But not wrong. that doesn't mean that doesn't mean he's not per- that doesn't mean he's perfect. He blew. He didn't get me one <laughs> one article about Victor Lockin. So sorry, get Justin. On it, I Justin. Yeah, get, I mean you're the Ohio sports writer. The Ohio sports writer of the year. You get, you can't miss that one. Come on, buddy. How, how how can you not turn that into a nice free trip to Russia on the company? Yeah, company? really. And if you want to talk to Eric Hicks about Russia, <laughs> yeah. Russia, Russia. So all right. So those six, um, as of now, still there. Four editions. Right. To the roster. So the, so the first edition dunked on Duke really hard. You're gonna like highlight. John Newman, aren't you? I think so. Now he had a really good freshman and sophomore year at at Clemson. Last year he kind of dealt with what a lot of guys dealt with, and that he got injured at the very end of the year, and then COVID hit, so he didn't really get the proper rehab and had kind of a subpar year as a junior what's your take on having a bad year yeah i mean i i just don't think anything from last year is is something you would i mean that you you gotta like set in stone that that's what it means or anything like that uh except for mick getting to the final four kudos to him that was awesome but (laughs) but no like you got people punching their steering wheel right now (laughs) mick Darren Savino, the crew, Juzang, loved it. But all right, so so, but as far as that goes, yeah. If you, I, I look at the, just look at the body of work, and you know, I mean, I don't know a ton about him, but he seems like he can, he can, he's got some length to him at six five. He knows how to play. I saw just in some in some highlights and things the way he could pass the ball and find guys. Um, and if he's probably going to be very versatile defensively, he can, especially if you're trying to pressure. That's a good guy to have. And if he, you know, he's, he's got good chops. I mean, he's, you know, he's got some lineage to him. So um, I, I'm excited. I was excited about that one, especially because a lot of, a lot of people were like, oh, do we, all we keep getting is UNCG guys. It's like, well, all right, this guy was a high major. So there you go. You want a high major? We have a high major. He's, now we, he's, he's not transferring from UNCG. He's transferring well, he going, from Clemson right? because of his relationship was, with Wes Miller. Yeah. But wasn't he going to transfer to UNCG? Yes, because of his relationship with Wes Miller. Like, but, okay. but, but that kid is tra- like literally. I, I, I'm just because you know we've heard this a lot. Like, yeah, four guys transfer. No, this guy is his, the last place he played basketball. The last school he was enrolled at was Clemson. Right. He's not. He's transferring from Clemson. Yeah. Um, and, and they were a seven from, seed in the, yeah. in the NCAA tournament. He's from Greensboro, and he's known Wes since he was 14. So he was at the time taking a chance to go home and probably the plan was for him to kind of take over that role that Isaiah, not necessarily that role, but like be the guy uh, after Isaiah Miller had departed. So, you know, um, but yeah, that that's, that's John Newman who is addition number one. And he seems like um, he, he could have some big games and some, some low scoring outputs where you're like, what happened to him? because he doesn't seem like a very consistent outside shooter, but um, he can get some junkyard stuff and transition and take it to the hole. 
Um, but I mean, I, you know, get a guy from Clemson, I'll take him and the lineage and all that. I, I was, I was excited about that one. And he is um, the first ACC player that has dunked on Duke really hard to transfer to Cincinnati since Kyle Washington. Yes, correct. He didn't, it wasn't as hard as Kyle Washington's dunk that he had on Duke. Cause I don't think, that was probably was the hardest pretty, dunk he's ever done. It was in his pretty life. impressive. It was good. It was impressive because it was down the down the uh, down the lane, and yeah, it was nice. But um, lefty, right? So yeah, you love your lefties. <laughs> well, you got Adams Woods and Newman, and then then another lefty, which I, I guess that's in two people. So the next person was tall. Is a tall fella. He's a tall fella. Yes, <laughs> Hayden Koval who spent his first three years at Central Arkansas uh, and then transferred to UNCG for, for a year, played about 19 minutes a game, uh, can shoot the three a little bit, prolific shot blocker, the rim protector that they, that they really haven't had over the past couple of years. Um, and a guy, I mean, you know, he's a, he's a 19 a minute a guy, night guy at Greensboro, you would envision. 15 to 20 minutes a game I would say here as long as they they get the roster filled out the way that they wanted to um but I I think it's it's a, a solid like you needed some size and, and and rim protection and the the shooting I think for me is a bit of a plus he's low 30 percent uh shooter but for a guy seven foot one set and pick and pop that's important that the you know the defense has to respect that he can knock one down on yeah, spacing, name of the game these days. Yep. And yeah, I, I liked his timing. I mean, just from what I saw, I mean, any you know, to, be, to have great timing and be seven one is nice. So it that's helps. a good get. It's it definitely it's good get. And he convinced him to, to just play one more year. He could have just been done, right? I mean, he, I assume he yeah. graduated or yeah. So yeah, he was like, ah, I like um, Wes. I'm gonna go play for him at Cincinnati. Did you know? Hayden Koval has more career block shots than Kenyon Martin. Did not. See, I got you. Like 40. He's got like 330. Kenyon was at like 297 or something for his career. Wow. Now, level of competition. Was that, was that, a a, was that an Andre Fouché? Did he give you that? No. Or did you? Andre okay. Fouché is, is, is no longer, no longer with uh, the program. Oh, yeah, he's he has moved on. So since when? Uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, geez. His his dad passed away, and his mom oh. hasn't been doing well. So okay. he moved back down to Louisville to uh, to help take care okay. of the family. Okay. So, man, uh, well, thoughts and prayers with him because um, yeah, he was a hell of a guy. Yeah, Dre's a good Dre's a good dude. Um, yep. No, that was a that was a Chad Brendel original. Oh, okay. Um, Why? So because I, you. Did you did you have did you know by heart how many blocks Kenyon had, or did you be like you looked at his number? I know like, it was a lot. I knew it was right because I had looked at it before because I thought. Remember, we thought um, he was higher on the single season list. One time we were doing a, a show and we looked up him, Max, and Hicks. Where Hicks, yeah, Hicks, I think, is Hicks is a single season leader. He is. Um. So can but I knew it was right around that 300 number. So when I saw Cobal at like 330, I was like, isn't that more than Kenyon? 
so I looked it up and I was like, wow, he, he does. And he's, he's pacing to be like one of the top 25 shot blockers in NCAA history. Man. It's not well, bad. I, you figure, yeah. I mean, I, I guess, um, you know, so not knowing a ton about Wes Miller's history with UNCG, haven't watched a lot of their games. Does he play a lot of like a ton of guys and try to play fast and aggressive and all that? Plays so a lot figure, of guys, likes to press. Yeah. So Koval probably, is important. Right. So he, he could probably play half the time and then you could go a little small ball the rest of the time, or you go with Lockin if he's yeah. the guy. I mean, or, so. you, or, or you get in the portal and you find another, another six ten, athletic, you know, bruiser type that, that are necessary for this league when you get into the yeah. Houston's and Memphis's of the world. Speaking of Houston, um, Josh Carlton, huh? Really? Josh Carlton. <laughs> That's who you want. <laughs> I he saw fits that perfectly. I saw... He fits perfectly. He's big and he fouls a lot. Like oh Josh my God. Carlton's perfect for what they do at the five. It's like he guess he just wanted some more of getting crushed by UC. Because yeah. uh I mean I just I I I I about fell off my chair laughing when I saw that tweet. I, I, well for actually my first reaction was was disbelief and it took me a couple seconds. And then I was like, wait, this is true. And I laughed really hard. Like, are you okay, Kelvin Sampson? You want Josh Carlton? Go for it. Like buddy. I said, he fits <laughs> like exactly what they wanted to find. I know. I just, I don't know why. It just makes me laugh that I, I just always thought he sucked. And that he, like, all of those UConn big guys they had those years, like, they were all terrible. Yeah. And they just kept, they just had them for like four straight years. They didn't, like, none of them transferred. None of them, they just kept having those same terrible big guys. They still had them, and now now he's going to Houston. I have to still see him. <laughs> the uh, the third guy on the list would be Jared Hensley, who was a former four star, uh, the first four star to ever commit to UNC Greensboro. Um, didn't play a whole lot on a veteran team uh, as a true freshman, but uh, in digging around, what I and I've posted this on the boards, but what I've heard on Hensley is. By the time they got to February, he was ready for 15, 20 minutes a game. But you're on a, a veteran team that kind of has their rotation set at that point. And you're on a veteran team that you're in the SOCON. Like, you, you know, you're getting one bid. So you got to go in, you got to hit the conference tournament full steam. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, not really a great situation <clears throat> for them to try to work in. Uh, a true freshman into a spot that, that they had dudes. So um, I, I think he will be a good rotational piece early uh, as kind of a combo forward. Uh, from what I was told, he practiced most of the three last year, most of the year at the three last year for Wes Miller, but is definitely a guy that could also slide down and play some small ball for Um hard-working, like, physical, high-energy type guy. Um, another southpaw. Another southpaw. Don't think he is, like, a, like a bouncy uh, athlete, so he's going to have to do it being a little bit more crafty. Interesting to see with him how he handles defensively in this league uh, because, they, you know, the, the, the fours are still a little bit more traditional for the most part in this league 
bigger, a little bit more physical as opposed to like the long rangey, like stretch fours that you're seeing now. So it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts defensively into this league. But in terms of upside, you, you went out, you got a guy that was, I think, what, 125 in the, in the composite. Um, so you've got a guy that at least uh, long-term, if he treats last year like a redshirt year, you've got four years with a guy that, that looks like he can help. Yeah, he, he appears to be a fellow that has, uh, can score the ball in a number of ways. Uh, I'm sure he, it seems like he has a ways to go from deep, but that in between game, he's got some post-up stuff, got some kind of, you know, in the, in the paint at the foul line, catch and go, catch and face. Just like another, just, it seems like he's going to, he's going to be a, a nice option out there. And so he's kind of in the same position as Jeremiah Davenport, right? It's three, four. So you see, I mean, and, and look, last year, Davenport was not supposed to be a factor and he just played his way in there. So you don't know. I mean, maybe they, maybe this guy plays his way in there and you play Davenport and him together and they're just both, both, both combo forwards. And then you have, you just go with two guards. Um, you know, I mean, I don't see that he's a guy you play at the five or anything like that, but no, or maybe I just, I mean, yeah. Davenport become interchangeable and you're running them in and yeah. out for each other. True. If you're, you're playing a, an up-tempo system. Yeah. But he, I mean, he just seemed like he had, he had an act to score the ball from the extensive stuff I saw. And then finally, a guy that I think you're going to like a lot, Bird, AJ McGinnis, another freshman, uh, Played limited minutes, still managed to get up in limited, what, 16 minutes a game, something like that. Yeah. Uh, still managed to get up 123s in under 30 games or right at 30 games. So this is your type of guy, Justin. He comes in and he's locked and loaded, <laughs> ready to start firing at the rim at all times. <laughs> so he and Mason Madsen are going to be in competition to see yeah, yeah, which one of them can light it up more when they come in. So, so it's like if, if Madison doesn't have it, just put this, this dude in. And, yeah. And if they they're, both they're have both, it, then they'll, they can beat anybody. Yeah. I mean, well, from what we've seen and, and who knows how things adjust it, you know, with the coach moving to a new school, but Wes Miller likes a lot of driving kick stuff. Um, you've got guys that can get in the lane and Mike Saunders and, and David DeJulius. And Adams then Woods. there's and Adams Woods. So he's not yeah. as shifty. I'd put him more as, you know, if he gets back to form that we saw well, he, from him as a freshman. Yeah, he's shooting not, the ball. I'm not saying he's a break, a break the guy down with everybody looking at him getting in the paint. But like if he has an angle, he can get in. And when he gets in there, he can dish and he can see the floor and stuff like. I, yeah, he's he's shown. I love having a ton of guys that can get in there and then make a good play and get a good shot out of it instead of just a yeah. force or, you know, whatever. They, and, they, and that's I always look for that quality. Devin Downey was like he was amazing at that, and and I saw I saw that out of Adams Woods his freshman year and a little bit last year down the stretch when he had the ball in his hands. So I like yeah. those. Do you no, think I, McGinnis can do? Can McGinnis do that too? A little bit. I, from what I've seen, he's more of a straight line guy so far. But okay. I mean, he was a freshman, so uh, there could be more to his game that you know the limited minutes just didn't really display yet. Yeah, um, I think right or at least what he was comfortable doing last year was straight line driving closeouts once he proved that, you know, he could knock him down. And if you watch his stroke, his stroke. is pretty Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, that was that was some nice stuff. And, and I think he uh, 
I've seen him listed anywhere from six two to six four. Uh, six so four probably, is what I've heard. Probably okay, six so three. Yeah, so he's probably six one and a half. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't look small in the video. Yeah, no, he didn't. I mean, when he, I saw him get up and throw a few down, and yeah. it seemed pretty easy for him. And he has two hands, and he was up there. But um, um, yeah, it, it, it. Go ahead. So that's ten. No, go ahead. That's is 10. that ten. Rob Banks is on scholarship now, so that's eleven. That's cool. Because he had that nice spin move and dish, and somebody blew. Some, I think it was somebody blew a layup on it. Yeah. Um, whatever game that was, I just I always remember that. Like, damn, Rob Banks. Where was that from? So that's 11. So right now they've got two spots. Uh, my, I don't know how, I don't know where, but my guess is something else pops up and they end up having three. Um, but there's no, like, nothing concrete behind that, but just, look, yeah. man, it's, it's 2021. Something else is going to happen before this is all said and done. So I don't know what, but something. So if it does, so at this point, though, with, with 11, 11 guys, you have – the seven footer uh, and this and conceivably Victor Locken at six ten plus, uh, and then really no other traditional four or five, right? Um, so you're going to need at least at least one. I mean, preferably you'd probably like a six nine six ten guy that can play either spot that can play the yeah. four or the five. Yeah. Um, so if you wanted to go bigger, you have that option. Or if you wanted to play a smaller guy at the five, you know, instead of two, you know, Vic's, Vic's like 6'11", 6'11 and a half. Like, Vic's a wow. pretty big dude. Um, so that you at least have that option, depending, you know, it's, it, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta dance the dance that's playing, right? So you want to be able to have as many different uh, types of guys that you, so you can, can be ready for a little bit of anything. I would guess. You know, at least one six nine, six eight, six nine kind of physical, right? Uh, guy that can rebound and play defense and give you some toughness. Uh, the one thing I and we, you know, we don't know this. It, this answer could could be Jeremiah Davenport. It could be John Newman. It could be AJ McGinnis. But what they don't have proven right now is one guy that you can just say, "Go get me twenty. Yeah. So I think you're going to you're going to keep your eye open, you know, and that, that's why they've been so hot and heavy on CJ Frederick. Although just the fact that they've been able to hang around in this thing is yeah, incredible because you're talking Kentucky, Gonzaga, North Carolina, Kansas, Virginia, potentially UCLA dependent on Johnny Juzang and Cincinnati. <laughs> Which yeah. uh the, right now those <laughs> names aren't being mentioned together a lot. Hopefully you can yeah. get back to that. But well, okay. So the guy's from just across the river, right? It's Frederick. It's from he's from the good side of the river, yes. Okay. And if he goes to God's Kentucky, country. he's got you know, all these dudes. If he goes to I mean, you know, sometimes whatever. Maybe he just wants to chill and, and was he got two years left, one year left? Two years left. I mean, the question when he hit the portal, what I had heard is wants to play for a championship. Yeah. Like wants to go to a roster that's built to win a national title right now. It's not a knock. This is reality right now. Cincinnati is not in that position. Oh, okay. Newsflash. 
Newsflash, yeah. Unless, I mean, unless Victor Locken is as advertised, <laughs> which is nothing. But he's not. Nothing. He has. Not he's not advertised. advertised at all. Right. <laughs> you just you just took he's, shots at Justin because Justin hadn't advertised him yet. He's you know, but sometimes word of mouth can be the best advertising, and uh, but he doesn't even have that other no. than from me. <laughs> I'm the only word of mouth for him, and I've yet to even see him do anything in person. That's why he doesn't have any word of mouth is because nobody's yeah. watched him do anything. Well, if I would have, he would have a lot of word of mouth, I'm sure. So, all right. So let's just say for, let's just, let's just say there's, they don't end up getting that physical four we're talking about. Then what do you do? Do you just go three guards, try to do two, maybe three, you know, guys that can handle it. And uh, I mean, just do a ton of driving kick stuff and have a pick and pop guy and spread it the maybe, hell out. But- You've got two months. You got to find. You got to find a big. Yeah. At least one. At least one. You got to be able to go find a big that can help you right away. Well, okay. Well, let's say they find that big, but he gets hurt, and then they have this same roster. Like, oh my god, you're exhausted already. <laughs> but I'm just. I, I'm just. I want to look at up here. I want to look at the guards because there's a lot of guards. Okay. And I want. I want to. I want to find out like, you know what? Like, what are you going to do? Because I mean, look, you got you got the Julius and Saunders. You got Adams Woods. Those are three guys that can play with the ball in their hands. Now you got McGinnis. That's a fourth. You got Mason Madsen, who can pretty much do anything. So we, you know, you can put him anywhere. Maybe put him at the five, especially with that vertical leap he showed. <laughs> oh boy, I'm sorry, dude. It's, I'm four fifths of the way through this IPA. What are you? <laughs> but so, but either way, I mean. So the point is, like, it, you know, do you just you roll with the Julius? And I mean, because those are small, it's small dudes. Julius Saunders, Adams Woods, small, really small. Yeah. Adams Woods seems like, I mean, he's listed at 6'3, but he seems like he's like 5'10 out there sometimes. Sorry, Adams Woods. I love you, dude. But, you know, you just sometimes you look a little small out there. <clears throat> and so, Weird. okay. I know. I'm, you know, <laughs> maybe it's just because he's going against big wings and stuff sometimes. But either way, those guys are not a lot of size there. McGinnis is listed at 6'4", but we already talked about where, where he probably is. Um, at, Madsen's, what, 6'2", 6'3"? I mean, that's five dudes that are 6'4 or less. Yeah. You got Davenport, who's, what, 6'6", six, six, maybe 6'7". Six, Hensley's 6'6", 6'7". Newman's 6'5". Yeah, Newman's 6'5", so... Maybe you know what, but you go back to the '92 team, man. There's a lot of, a lot of six two, six three, six five big guys. You know, Corey Blunt was six ten. That was about it. I mean, but Corey Blunt was an NBA center that that spent yeah. twelve years in the association. He did, he did. But but you know, there was a lot of lot of you know smaller guys on the team. So if you want to play up tempo, you want to press, you want to trap. I mean, so what? So here, <clears throat> what can you tell me? from all other things you've, you've, you've looked into and you've heard about Wes Miller, like what, what type of defense does he like to play? I've heard some pressing. I've heard some, you know, uh, pressure D like, is he, is he his own guy? Is he a man guy? Man guy from what I've seen um, for the most part uh, likes to run like a two, two, one press. Uh, two years ago, they, they forced 18 turnovers a game. Damn. Yeah. Wow. I think it was like av- on average of like eight or nine, eight, seven or eight steals a game, somewhere in there. Okay. Like they were right in the tops of the country in those metrics two years ago. 
his team last year, I don't think was as built to do that. Um, so he, he dialed it back a little bit, but the, they'll play from, from what I've seen so far, he wants to play man to man. So two, two, one, uh, three quarter court press with some trapping, dropping back into, you know, a man to man, um, rim protection is important. Obviously, if you're going to be a team that likes to pressure, uh, especially, you know, we have not seen this team yet to show great defensive ability on the perimeter to date. So, um, I mean, would you agree with that? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Fully. Well, although down the stretch they did, um, they did, they got better. Curb. They, they curbed some penetration. Yeah. So that seems like the style. Uh, the staff is pretty much now in place. Oh yeah. The staff. Yeah, that was the next thing I wanted to get to. I know. I'm excited because uh, we were talking a little bit about it yesterday, and I just I'm I'm intrigued, very intrigued by what's happening there. So he has Chris Lepore, uh, who was on the bench as an assistant at UNC Greensboro, that's coming here uh, as director of ops. You have Mike Roberts, who was with Miller at Greensboro for eight years, and then went back to Indiana. Spent two years as the associate head coach at Indiana under Archie Miller. Uh, he had been promoted into a, an administrative role uh, as a senior athletic director. Um, he is back on the bench. That didn't last long. I think it lasted like three days. Uh, he is back on the bench as an assistant for Wes Miller. He will bring some ties to the Midwest. Uh, you also have to look at the ties both he and Miller have at New Hampton School. Uh, which is in the NEPSAC, which is basically the premier prep school league in the country uh, up in New England. Also a product of uh, Michael Adams Woods, a product of New Hampton School. So okay, um, I would keep an eye on the New Hampton School. Uh, and then, you know, Indiana would be somewhere that, that uh, Coach Roberts should have some ties. Uh, Andre Morgan, who was with Wes Miller for two years at Greensboro. He was the lead on Isaiah Miller that got Isaiah Miller to Greensboro. Uh, so a younger guy, um, connected in the Atlanta area, uh, definitely a name, you know, a young name to keep an eye on and, uh, very charismatic. Uh, we've had a couple conversations. I really like coach Morgan so far. Um, and then the third hire is not official yet, but uh, as uh, I reported yesterday, that is expected to be Chad Dollar, who was the number one assistant at Georgia. Isn't that your Tom Crean? Is that what the is that what the ladies call you? Yeah, that's what the ladies call me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. It's, it's, been, it's been a long. Kelly and I've been Chad together. For, Dollar. Kelly and I've been together for twenty one years, dude. Twenty one oh, years. I wouldn't. The, the ladies haven't called me anything, but I didn't dirty, know the guy's dirty first name old was man. Chad. Yeah, I remember Chad seeing Dollar. that his last name was Tyler. Oh my god, that's so funny, man. Um, so Chad Dollar <laughs> is coming. Um, strength coach Chad. is still. Up. Sorry, are you okay? Are you? Yeah, okay? Just, I'm trying. I'm trying. To I'm just imagining like you, like rap, like you know, as a rapper or like dressed up as a rapper. <laughs> oh god. All right, keep going. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, strength and conditioning coach, we are still awaiting to hear final word on that. Um, no hints, no, no, nothing today. We're, we're, we're in the waiting game process on that. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the staff looking at it, you know, from the outside looking in, you get two guys with high major experience, you get a high level recruiter, you get a young guy with ties to the South. You get a director of ops that has bench experience. Um, from what I've reported uh, on Bearcat Journal and, and on Twitter, they are working, Wes and Dermar Johnson are working towards finding Dermar a spot. Um, that could take a couple weeks just because I think there's – I'll explain when it's all said and done. Uh, I think it will get done that Dermar will have a spot on staff. They're just – trying to thread a needle on, on a specific, you know, uh, vision that Wes has for Jamar. So I think that'll happen. Uh, just might have to give that one a couple weeks as they work through some things to, uh, to figure out exactly what Jamar's role will be. My thoughts are that, uh, similar to John Cunningham's coaching search, where it was far reaching instead of just a quick, just grab the people and go, uh, like the previous fella, um, it seems like that's what Wes Miller did to build his staff, um, contrary to the previous coach. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, he got some two guys, guys he was, he, yeah, some guys that were with him, but yeah, I mean, but Chad Dalla, I mean, that's big time, <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, bringing on Jamar gonna... if he if he does, I know it's it's never gonna, yeah. Uh, if he brings on Demar, I mean that's 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 something that that wasn't done the, the previous time, and I mean just uh, I don't know. I just I feel like it's a, it's going to be a, a good mix, uh, and then you you can you know you can cover, um, you know at least the east of the Mississippi uh, with recruiting. So now explain this to me as a recruiting expert in your days. Um, so Demar comes on. He won't be an actual assistant where he could actually, like, officially go recruit. So how Correct. do you, how do they how do they toe that line if like he knows a, a guy and you well, know I DC mean, or something? Like, how does that? There there are things you you can you know like recruiting coordinators can talk to recruits. They just can't leave campus to scout them. They can't leave campus to like okay you know go do a home visit. But there can be there there's you're allowed to have contacts between the staff oh. and recruits uh it's just on campus contact it's okay. it's not you can't go out on the road to aau events and uh you know all of that okay. good stuff okay because i mean clearly if he you know he's 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 got an end with somebody and he just can't you know he's got he's got to mind the rules and yes uh, but he could still just be like hey man come on over here yeah, this is this is the place. He can do that, and, okay. he, and he can be present. Like if they come for an official visit, he can talk to the kid, and you know that's right. Ooh, he just can't nice. leave, he can't leave campus in a recruiting capacity. Can it's he show? Can he show his seven for seven first half against Louisville highlights? I'm sure they can. I'm sure they could put tape of that. Okay, on. I got it. I, I put it up on YouTube. You know, I got it there. <laughs> um, so what? So, so how do you? I want to know how you feel about the staff. Like, I mean, are you? You pretty pumped about it. You you feel like it's strong. Yeah. So far, like I mean, it, it feels like a good staff. It feels okay. like you know, of of it, it checks the boxes of longtime veteran assistant. You know, at a high major level, 
guy that has been in the game for a long time as an associate now. Uh, uh, Mike Roberts has been an associate head coach for 10 years now. Yeah. So, you, you know, you've got a guy that's got, you know, a, a, a strong resume there. Dollar's got recruiting chops in the South. He's been at LSU. He's been at Auburn. He's been at Georgia Tech. Uh, but he also has some understanding of of the league being at South Florida uh, and also at Tulsa uh, at points in his career. Though now, you know, they might not have been exactly in this league at the, you know, when he was there, but he has some understanding of, you know, the type of talent and, and what you're looking for uh, in the American. So, um, and then, you know, I, I like having a young guy like Morgan uh, that's that's looking to break through. That's going to be aggressive. Going to going to recruit hard, um, and, and continue trying to to build his name in the industry. So, I, you, I like where they're at right now. Okay. So, out of those three, do you see any of those as like a, a desired, you know, head coaching candidate anytime soon? Like, this, I mean, I'm sure they like. I mean, Mike Roberts was up for the UNCG job, but okay. uh, it went to somebody else. Um, I haven't heard of Dollar's name kicking up on any like head coaching list. Yeah, I'm sure I mean, it's something just, Roberts yeah. would want to do long term. Okay, just trying to see if like is he building a tree here or I mean you know because that was uh, I mean he spent was... eight years at Greensboro, so yeah. you know if, if things if things go well here, um, he's pretty tethered to to West Miller long term uh, potentially. Right. Okay, so and, and he's already gone back to his alma mater. So you don't probably don't yeah. have to necessarily worry about, you know, him jumping back to Indiana at any point in time. Okay. And you've had some, you know, occasional interactions with Wes Miller. You did the podcast with him. Um, your impressions of him so far. He's sharp. Yeah. Here's, here's been the thing with Wes Miller. That's really impressed me. You know, in a lot of these situations, like when you get some FaceTime, uh, it is you trying to get as much information out of the coaches as humanly possible. Right. Right. I don't really get the chance to do that when I talked when I've talked to Wes Miller, because it is him picking my brain on anything and everything. Hmm. Like, uh, is there any part of town I should live in? That's going to help me in recruiting was, was one of the questions he had. Whoa. That's how detailed, like, you know, is there anywhere I need to live that's going to benefit us on the recruiting trail? That that's how that's got to be a first. It. Yeah, that's, that's no one's how ever asked you that before. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, and it's you know, who are the who are the schools in town that produce the players? Is there you know where do guys play AAU ball at? Um, just a lot of detail stuff that that he's really like. I, I guess the best way to put it is. Um, he's a guy that, that his ego doesn't put him in a position, position where he, you know, he thinks he knows everything he understands I'm new here. You know, there are people that have been around here for a long time. Who are those people that I need to talk to? Who are the people that I need to get to know long-term that are going to help me out at Cincinnati? That is a green flag that he doesn't. He's displaying that he is he does not have an ego that's going to overtake things and, and blind him from stuff because and leader in a leadership role. Um, generally, you would love to have somebody who does not have an ego and who, who, who is eager to learn all those things and will do 
has done all the dirty stuff like he's asking people to do. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and he's like, going about example, it the right way. Yeah. Like, for example, at Leah's landscaping, um, I'll just do the plug right now. I, I, every day I'm in there pulling weeds on my knees by myself, or, or, or like with someone else is doing stuff. Like, and if we're going to do a job where something's going to suck, like pulling poison ivy or whatever, like I'll get in there and do it first and show, show the people right. like, Hey man, like, you know, I'm going to do this. Um, and so it sounds like he's, he's cut from that mold. And I, and clearly like if these players want to keep playing for him, these coaches want to keep coaching with him. Um, it's a good sign. Yeah. And it's, it's been that way with everybody I've talked to. Um, you know, it, normally, like I said, it's me like trying to figure out what's, what's your recruiting philosophy. What are you, what are you looking for? Where, where, where are you guys comfortable? Like what connections are here that I, that I can, that I have ties to what connections do you have that, that I, you know, that I know from the road and all that stuff. I, I, I haven't been able to hardly even get around to those. <laughs> It's like he and he even knew that you found Gary Clark. How did that? Yeah. Did you tell him that, or did you I see? Yeah, okay, I told him told. that as a joke because <laughs> I, I asked him when we talked before that podcast started. I asked him when he first saw Gary Clark, and it was after I first saw Gary Clark. Okay, okay. So, it, like that was my, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to give myself a little validity in his eyes <laughs> that you know I, I was able to get eyes on this kid before you were. And you're you're close. You're right down the road from where Gary was from. <laughs> you saw so, that full court full court bounce pass, right? Yeah, at the full court at rebound, two dribbles, sixty five foot bounce pass for a layup. That guy's name is going in the notebook. <laughs> Worked out pretty well. Worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just their their like it's a natural curiosity a natural understanding that there's a lot we don't know here that we need to know yeah, to hit the ground running. And if they're doing that with me, I imagine you got to imagine they're doing that with everybody they talk to. Of course. So, uh, very smart. Very smart. I've been, I've been really impressed with the, the vision and, and their understanding of look, you know, we're new here and, and we don't know everything yet, but we're gonna, yeah, and we're and we're gonna because we're gonna do it the right way. We're gonna find the people we need to know. We're gonna build the relationships, and you know we're gonna cultivate our version, our iteration of Cincinnati basketball from that image. So, yeah, I just think it's impressive, man. I think it's it's really impressive to to be that selfless to not to 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 know, you know, we got a lot to learn to 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 run this program the way it deserves to be run. Uh, and they seem to be doing that, you know, in spades. Yeah. And like we, we discussed this off air, but there's been some people talking about, oh, we're getting all these guys from UNCG and what are we now? UNCG. And, you know, first of all, UNCG was better than UC last year. So that's the first thing. So wouldn't you like to get players from a better team? Secondly, uh, it's a way to fast track installing your culture. I mean, yeah. it's, and that's, it's very, very important. Uh, to, I mean, that's everyone always talks about it, and there's a reason they always talk about it because it matters, and uh, and and it's hard to, you know, the previous thing thing that was going on, all the guys kept leaving. You did, there's no way for any anyone who could be here long enough to to set the tone for the new guys coming in, and so now you've got a mix of guys who have 
you know, who, especially Jeremiah Davenport being from Cincinnati, he understands what Cincinnati basketball is. The other guys who've been here for a little bit, they at least have a taste of it. And then now you got guys who understand how Wes likes to operate. You put all that together and it should be, you know, as long as he, if, if, if you know, he, he promotes that no ego and selfless stuff and everyone just kind of works together on figuring out what, you know, the way things need to be done, then it, maybe it won't, you know, it shouldn't take as long to, to get it rolling the way he wants it to, as far as, you know, style philosophies um, and just like the way that, you know, the team is built and the yeah. way the team interacts with it itself. Right. I mean, that's going to be very important. So I, I, so that's what I, when I saw the UNCG guys, um, that was my, that was like one of my first thoughts. And then my second thought was like, these guys look like they can play too. I mean, it's not just like, you know, yeah. Oh, we got these low major clowns. Um, these guys look like they have some skill and he was, he was recruiting. He recruited them to a program that was rolling. So they were, they were entering, they had just entered. Koval was only there the one year. The other two, the other guys were only there the one year. Newman was about to be there. And so um, he was able to sell those guys on, Hey, like, look, I'm we're in the games here. It may be in a lower league, but um, you know, you're going to get to the NCAA tournament. We got, you know, and, and they obviously believed in him. So all that stuff adds up to like, you know, Hey, bring them along. I mean, if they're, if they were on board to go there and especially one was a four-star and then McGinnis looks like he's got some talent, Koval block more shots than Kenyon Martin. Johnny Newman's got a dad who played in the NBA. Um, I actually haven't verified that. Have we, have we verified that that's the actual Johnny Newman? Cause that Johnny Newman. No, not yet. I just, I just assumed that it was his, his son. Uh, maybe it's not. I'll see it's, if I can look I mean, that up. Finally. I mean, the age, the ages would match if it, if it was, there's all these like, you know, Ron Harper jr. And all these juniors now. So, um, and that's about when Johnny Newman played, he was on the Knicks for a while. Nuggets. He had, a, I remember he had a nice top 10 dunk of the week one time where he a huge right-hander on somebody. I think he went to Richmond, Johnny Newman. But uh, either way, I mean, these guys wanted to, they believed in him enough to go to, to go to UNC Greensboro and play in the SOCON. And, you know, it's so funny to like see somebody like, oh, can they step up to the AAC? I just always I'm like, all right, come on. It's the AAC here. Let's, let's, let's slow you right. roll a little bit. We got Tulane and East Carolina and, you know, whoever in there. Um, let's, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit on like this big jump from SoCon to AAC business. But uh, he's, yeah, I mean, so in the last few weeks, it's like <clears throat> we went from like, you know, you being on the on 700 WLW or on your local news being like John Cunningham has, you know, set fire to this program and all this stuff. And it's like three weeks later, we're like, all right, I think we're good. Yeah, I mean, he came out. I, that doesn't change my stance on the fact that that I don't think a lot of the stuff was was handled, yeah, uh, as well as possible during the Brandon uh, departure. True, but but the way you redeem yourself is go hire a great coach. Yeah, yeah. And we I also don't they, know all. They, the, yeah, I think they did it in Justin and and John Newman is his dad. Yes, Good. of course he's John Newman the third, but. Yeah, John but, Newman that played in the NBA, or no, a distant cousin, Johnny Newman, played at Richmond before embarking on a professional career. So that's a cousin. What his dad? His dad played basketball at James Madison in the eighties. Oh, so his cousin's name was John Newman, and he Johnny. was named John Newman. Yeah. Oh, John and Johnny. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. So he's related. All right. So he's related. They are related. 
I got. I, I had to get that straight. His dad did play college basketball, though, at, at JMU. Yeah, so did Wes Miller. Yeah, Is that right. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, they were they were a ways apart. I know, but they still both <laughs> like twenty years apart, fifteen years apart. <laughs> but yes, um, I, let I, me. I don't think I, they knew each other there. Okay. Uh, did you get any insight on the Demar Johnson versus Wes Miller shooting contest? There, I, there was not a shooting contest. I don't believe. I believe. No, but they just shot around and talked. Maybe. Or? I guess. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't know that for sure. All right. Wes can shoot. Yeah. You don't play point guard, point guard at North Carolina at that size without some skill. Yeah. And you also don't almost get the North Carolina coaching job without being a good coach. I think that would be accurate. <laughs> I think that would be accurate. But we're, we're, your hour is almost up. Yeah. Where do we go from here? What, what, what can we expect? Uh, what, so, wait, it's almost May. So, nothing really happens until June as far as workouts and stuff, right? So, there's still just – there's kind yeah, of yeah. May is basically an, an off month. Uh, I'll be trying to. I've got a bunch of radio stuff in May, um. So I don't know exactly what AAU stuff I'll be able to get to because a lot of it is uh, in for Mo on Fridays, which would mean I wouldn't be able to get out of town until six thirty on a Friday night. Which you know I was looking at one in a couple weeks going down to Atlanta, but driving eight hours to Atlanta after doing radio all day and then sitting in gyms for two days didn't seem feasible. Yeah. But couldn't you get, uh, you know, what fried chicken? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure they've got some, some locations in Atlanta. I've been like, I, I go to the, arena. it's there. Remember I, I know you, yeah, you, yeah, I got it. I, I got it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I like the Memphis variety of Gus's okay. chicken, but I'm sure look, <sighs> With Andre Back. Morgan and with Andre Morgan and Chad Dollar in the fold, I'm gonna be in Atlanta quite a bit. Yeah, dude. I mean, that bag was so greasy. So good though. I couldn't even and that's what I'm saying. You knew it. As soon as you open, you're like, this this container is like barely even holding together. There's so much <laughs> grease in this. <laughs> and then it, it's it's got some kick. Yeah, Gusses. big time. Major kick. Your wife was like, no, sir. And you were like, where's the hot sauce? Yeah, she took one bite and I felt terrible that I put her through it because she was having trouble eating at that time. I uh, and uh, I've got I've got a new hot sauce. You're a hot sauce guy, right? Yeah, I just kind of I just I do mostly Franks and um, little Cholula every now and again. I got stuff called Hank's Hank's hot sauce. <laughs> Picked yeah. it up at uh, at Jungle Gyms. Like it, it's not super spicy, but great flavor. Okay. Great flavor. I've been using that a lot. I've been on a I've been on a crunchy taco kick lately. Hmm. Just for, I, and I I've, I've always been like a like a soft taco or you know, but I I've been on a, a crunchy taco kick lately. I don't know where that right. came from. Well, not that it matters. You probably, yeah, sometimes you just forget about how good something is, and then you're like, man, yeah. I want to keep doing this for a while. Yeah, I, I've been doing crunchy tacos like two three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great lunch, like two or three crunchy tacos. Yeah. You got the meat, little lettuce and cheese, some of that that Hank's hot sauce. There mm. you go. There right. you go. Uh, I, I mean, I don't have a lot more. I mean, I think that's that's going through all the events that have happened over the past two weeks. And uh, overall, Berg, are, you're happy on the other side 
with where the program is at and the direction it's he- it's headed. Correct. Very correct. Okay. Would you? Would you? <clears throat> now you did hint at uh, there. You know there probably will be another guy. Is that like your? Uh, I know, but I can't say. Or is that I'm just the way it seems? There's going to be another guy coming. No, that's just uh, just looking at college basketball <clears throat> right now. Okay. Okay. I can't you know, look. I I can't say. I think there's going to be another wave, and then totally discount that something else could happen in Cincinnati. Yeah, you know, that's just once they get into June and start workouts, like they still have a month from that point for guys to make decisions. Once you see where you fit, once everybody's here, I I just wouldn't rule out at some point like somebody looks around and goes, eh, you know. Which is, you know, it's it's a lot different now if you're talking six returning guys meshing with six new guys. Yeah. So uh last question. How much money do you think LSU gave Tar Eason? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> strong ass offer. I'll, I'll stick yeah. with strong ass offer. Same amount of money Houston gave to players and along the way. Other yeah, other I mean, schools have done. The uh, the those those schools here those schools have those reputations for a reason. Let, let's yeah. just put it that way. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta be careful not to get myself in I know, too much I trouble. Know. I didn't. But I was, yeah. I yeah. I didn't want to say it, but reputations are gen general generally earned. Yeah. I bet they only gave so. Josh Carlton about eight bucks though. <laughs> They bought him from the airport. Yeah, they bought him Whataburger. They bought him Whataburger, and that Whataburger, and that's it. (laughs) And it was just like a single, a single with a small fry. (laughs) One of those little tiny, very small drink. Yeah, Yeah. one of those little (laughs) tiny drinks. (laughs) Or the straw. The straw is like nine inches larger than the cup. (laughs) Yep. That's that's how you get Josh Carlton. Yep. That's all you need. <laughs> all right, Chad Dalla. Uh, Thanks for having right. me on, man. I'm going to get Thanks back to the, the world that's going on over here. All right. You do your thing. It has been a pleasure chatting. I'm sure Dave and I will be back uh, this time next week to discuss anything else we need to discuss as uh, the progress moves forward. That's it for tonight. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast on BearcatJournal.com. <laughs>